0: Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm a black-waving patriotic nephew of my Uncle Sam, a rough-riding, fighting, yay, man. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio, If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Well, two million illegal immigrants from dozens of countries have crossed over from Mexico last year alone. And the Biden administration is facilitating the cartels, people smuggling operations at taxpayer expense. Joining us now is Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt, who just returned this week from a trip to our southern border. General, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend.
1: John, my pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me.
0: So you were down at the border this week. By the way, it should be noted that now you've gone to the border more often than both the president and the vice president. But <laughs> can, can you tell us a little about it? Tell us what you saw, what you were experienced.
1: Yeah, I can. I, I had the opportunity to go down. Governor Abbott in Texas invited a group of us, state attorneys general down. General Paxton down there coordinated things. There were About a dozen of us from around the country who went down. We were down in the McAllen area in that general part of the border and uh, had an opportunity to visit uh, the wall construction, uh, both the state of Texas wall that they're building, as well as the federal wall that obviously is no longer being built, uh, but was built during the Trump administration, partially built during the Trump administration. An opportunity to visit with uh, some uh, uh, CVP folks and uh, federal law enforcement on the border. Actually, ironically, we went down on Thursday and were scheduled to have a briefing from some of the uh, federal uh, agency folks. And uh, Wednesday night they called and canceled. Uh, they had gotten a word from Washington. They weren't, uh, they, they were too busy to brief us. And so. <laughs> Uh, but we uh, we did just go on down to a, a port of entry and visited with several of the folks there. And of course, the frontline folks are more than happy to talk with you. They just, um, the further up the food chain, had to, I suppose, obey their instructions. Uh, and then we talked with quite a few uh, Texas Department of Public Safety folks. Uh, the, the, the Texas law enforcement folks are actually on the border, including on the river. And, and the bottom line is, uh, you know, I wanted to see for myself exactly what we're talking about here. Um, obviously it's federal government's responsibility to secure this border and there's no real substitute for that, but because the Biden administration has pretty much retreated from that task, uh, we're left trying to deal with the, uh, you know, the second and third order consequences. Texas is on the front line. They've stepped up with a lot of state money and are trying to actually you know, physically hold the line at the border, but a lot of folks still get through. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think there's a tendency to, uh treat all of these migrants the same and and they're not this is not a homogenous problem uh, you have a lot of folks that uh i mean they're all illegal in that sense they're coming unlawfully but the, the, you know a lot of folks that are are not individually ill intended they may be coming right. for economic reasons but the problem is within that you've got a bunch of drug runners and human smugglers uh, folks who are coming here that already have criminal records—they've been sent out of the country, and now they sneak back in. And you know, we wind up in the states, including here in Kansas, dealing with those consequences. So you know, it's very frustrating, and I just thought it was important to see for myself what's going on. And it, it's a mess. It's well, a mess.
0: And you know, under cover of darkness, every night the federal government is transporting illegal immigrants—you know—from the border into the heart of the country. I've heard firsthand reports from folks here in Wichita of groups of you know, likely illegals, most of whom were adult males, hanging out at hotels here on the east side of town. And the administration, as far as I know, has said nothing to the people in our community. I've I've asked our county commissioners. I mean, I'd ask the mayor, but he wouldn't admit it anyway if he knew. But, I mean, it just seems like they're dumping fo- these illegals into the heart of the country and not informing anyone, Because in part because I'm sure Laura Kelly invited them, but still... How do they do that? It's now on our taxpayers that we have to support these folks.
1: You know, we've I've obviously seen those reports. We've seen the the body cam videos that have come out in the last few days from uh, you know the flights that occurred last fall up in New York. Uh, so you know we're mindful of all of this going on and all these reports. We've been trying to find out what, if anything, is happening here in Kansas in terms of the federal government actually transporting uh, folks from the border to here, and and we have yet to find anybody who in the government uh who can confirm for us or will confirm for us what's going on so we hear the same sorts of of concern that you do Uh, i just haven't been able to sort of get to the bottom of what the facts are but we know it's happening around the country uh and you know it's unbelievable it's just it it, i mean they're almost not words for it john i mean at the end of the day it's it's so hard to imagine having a federal government that is so deliberately indifferent to border security that it, it you know it leaves literally millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of taxpayer-funded wall materials we've already bought and paid for, uh, sitting rusting in piles while there are giant gaps in this wall. We actually paid the contractors because we're obligated to. uh, You know, they had a contract. They were entitled to be paid. But the Biden administration told them not to do the work. They got paid for doing nothing. Uh, And now you've got these reports of, uh, uh, you know, the administration affirmatively transporting uh, migrants from the border areas, even before they're properly processed, uh, to the interior, and it's just—it's it, just shocking. Uh, it's—it's it's like working against your own federal government, and it's—it's it's unbelievably distressing.
0: Yeah, well, only in in government is—is is that a, a good use of taxpayer money? And you know, the the sad part is this administration pushes their vaccine mandates for its citizens but won't enforce any testing or mask rules for the illegals crossing the border. Uh, Congrats along those lines to you and your recent Supreme Court win. I know you were a part of the AGs that sued. uh, The case went to the Supreme Court. And I I think uh, no surprise to those of us who have a basic understanding of the limits of governmental power, Uh, The Supreme Court found that that vaccine mandate on individual employers was unconstitutional. Kudos. Uh, You've still got cases pending, though, correct?
1: We do. Uh, You know, we're pleased for what we've won. The OSHA mandate, of course, we got the uh, preliminary injunction was affirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court, reinstated by the court. And now OSHA has said they're going the Biden administration is going to withdraw that mandate. Now they may try to rejigger it and and reoffer it. I don't I don't think we're done fighting it, but for now it's gone and that's very good news. Uh you know, the other case that went all the way to the Supreme Court was our challenge to the so-called CMS mandate, the health care mandate, that right. applies to nursing homes and hospitals. Didn't get the right outcome on that. Uh, we lost two of the justices, uh the Chief Justice and Justice Kavanaugh, who were with us on blocking the osha mandate but they were not with us on blocking the health care mandate we're going to keep litigating that in the lower courts i, I understand that the time is not our friend here I, I get it but uh we're not going to just give up on it we still think we're correct in the case and uh, so we're going to keep making the case and and kind of go forward and then we have two other federal vaccine mandates on hold by court order we the, the federal contractor mandate that has such a big impact there in wichita with you know, Spirit and Textron and Wichita State, um, other employers, Uh, we have that blocked by federal court order. We got the first injunction on that, and it's been affirmed by the circuit court. There are a couple of other cases challenging that mandate that are making their way up in other parts of the country. So far, everything's going our way. I imagine that'll get back to the U.S. Supreme Court at some point. I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it in light of the OSHA ruling and then we actually have a fourth one on hold by court order we challenge the so-called head start mandate this one's just shocking to me it's it, it's what it sounds like it applies to head start daycare centers centers uh, um, and it's not only a vaccination mandate for any employee or any any contractor who actually comes on site it's also a federal mask mandate for anybody who's at the facility age two or older so it's a federal mask mandate for the kids as well as the adults. And I, I just can't fathom that the federal government has that authority. And fortunately, neither can the federal courts, at least at this point. So, uh, you know, we've been in those four fights. There are some other ones around the country that are are moving along, a federal employee mandate. There's a military mandate, that SEALs one down in uh, Texas on preliminary relief. So, you know, most of these mandates are falling apart. Uh, Unfortunately, it hasn't been a clean sweep on our foot just yet.
0: I, uh, you know, having served in the legislature with you in your current position, I know how active you are during a legislative session. My guess is you've probably already been to the Capitol at least once or twice to testify on bills before judiciary. You know, I I used to see you in there. It seemed like every week. Um, You got anything that you're working with the legislature on here uh, this session?
1: You know, we have a number of, I'll call them smaller items. They're they are important, but they're not sort of big impact items. Uh, we're, we're trying to do some sort of wrap-up repairs on several programs. Since this is the last session I'll be serving as Attorney General, I am going to have one public safety bill. Uh, we haven't announced it yet, but I can tell you uh, uh, we're, we're going to really try to target um, uh, gang violence and uh, repeat violent felons who just, keep using firearms to, to shoot people. Uh, it is unbelievably frustrating to all of us in the public safety community and the second amendment community. Uh, everybody agrees that, um, uh, you know, we've got to do a better job as a state and as a country at dealing with those who, uh, shoot and kill other people. And, uh, we're going to have a proposal on that uh, coming up here, uh, course we're going to target the criminals not the firearms
0: yeah that's the key and i
1: think uh, it is and uh you know we we've we 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 have we just sort of ignored I, I, Ignored it's too strong a word but we, we haven't just sort of stood up and said look in most of our communities especially our larger communities but not only there it is a relatively small number of people who keep doing the same violent things to their neighbors in uh, uh in their communities and we got to remove them from the streets for a longer period of time so we're going to be working on that here in the next couple of weeks well
0: and in the midst of all this you're campaigning for governor i saw your recent fundraising numbers were fantastic you uh, out fundraised any other republican governor in history in the off year uh how's the campaign going
1: You know, it's going well, John, as we've talked about before. You know, we've had the the great good fortune that uh, Republicans all across the state have really uh, rallied to work with us on, on, you know, staying focused on the objective here, which is elect a conservative governor come November of this year. And uh, we are, we are, as I say, those are the grindstone all the way through Election Day. Feels really good. The response is great. And uh, we're just going to keep at it.
0: Well, if folks are interested, they can find you on Twitter at Derek Schmidt. K S and it's Schmidt for Kansas.com. They can donate, get more information, find out. I know you, knowing you, you've probably already been to three parades this month, because you're all, well, all <laughs> over the state, but they can find out your schedule and stay, get in touch with you those ways. Correct.
1: That's absolutely right. And we, we welcome, uh, uh help support advice, uh, all across the way. This is a campaign, not just about the candidate, the candidates, just the, uh, sort of the focus, but it's, uh, it's a campaign about Kansans, deciding what direction we want this state to go and we welcome all that help.
0: Well, we appreciate you, my friend. It is always a pleasure having you on the show. Carry on the fight. Keep up the good
1: work. Thank you, John. Take care.
0: We're going to pay a few bills when we return. State Representative Stephen Owens will bring us our legislative update from Topeka. You're listening to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Fighting game, you man.